everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Talk of Success. My name is Dr. Jacqueline Mejias-Fuertes. I am the Regional Director of the Small Business Development Center at Brookdale Community College, who produces this podcast. Now, our Talk of Success podcast, it's really to provide entrepreneurs as well as small business owners with the insight, the empowerment, the knowledge, the motivation they need in order to assist them in their entrepreneurial journey. And as always, we have some amazing guests that I have been fortunate to have come across who I've collaborated with, um, enjoyed their company and what they've had to share. And today our guest, she hit, I don't even know how to explain um, Shakira Brown. Shakira Brown was our MC for this year's, or rather 2020 Women Entrepreneurs Rock. And she was, if I do tell you myself, amazing, right? But before we get into Shakira Brown, a little bit about the SBDC. If you're joining us for the first time on our podcast, the Small Business Development Center is a national organization whose main focus is to assist small business owners as well as entrepreneurs achieve their American dream of business ownership. So whether you're at the idea stage or in between, or your business is ready to leap onto the next step, that's what the SBDCs are here for. Now, I said they're national, which means you could find us in all 50 states as well as US territories, Guam, Virgin Island, Puerto Rico. Um, and the Samoas, can't forget about them, right? And along with that, here in the state of New Jersey, we are known as the NJSBDC Network. And what does that mean? What that means actually is that you can find one local center in one of your counties. So we have 12 centers to cover all 21 counties. Our particular center in Monmouth County covers both Monmouth and Ocean County. So just a little FYI, if you need assistance, you're listening to this podcast because we're going to talk about ways of success. We do have a series. This is our second year doing our podcast, and I am truly delighted in that. Like I said, the guests that we've had, different walks of life, the amount of information they share and what's motivated them can be helpful to you. You know, we're always looking at how else can we assist you? The small business owner, the entrepreneur, get to where you want to go. So like I said, if you need assistance, I would recommend that you visit our website, which is mosbdc.com, stands for Mammoth Ocean Small Business Development Center. And that's if you want to meet us locally. If you are looking for one of the other centers, I highly recommend you visit our headquarters website, which is NJ sbdc.com. And by the way, our headquarters is located at Rutgers University in Newark in their business school. So we're about to get started with our interview. And as if you haven't, again, been with us before, what we do here is we really have a conversation. It's an opportunity for me to really dive into more of what I know of our guests and also for them to share their path to success. And always remember, success is what you define success to be. My success is not your success and your success is not mine. It's an individual thing. And I want you always to remember that. Some of us attach 
a number to our success, meaning I need to make a million dollars by X amount of time. Some may say, nope, I just want to have a business where I have some income to do what I want to do in life. So that's what talk of success is all about, right? So without further ado, I am going to give you a small little bio on Shakira. And I started by saying that she was our MC for Women Entrepreneurs Rock for 2020. And she did it both for our initial session, which was in November. And then during this month, which is March, Women's History Month, she also helped us close with our last webinar series. And both times she knocked it out of the park. So a little FYI to you, if you haven't heard her or you didn't see Women Entrepreneurs Rock, there's still an opportunity for you to go on and view it on this special platform that we have it. And I'll let you know more about that when we finish our podcast with Shakira. Because as you know, we have a section that it's called Did You Know? So in Did You Know, I'll share more information regarding Women Entrepreneurs Rock. And to let you know, there's so many other programs that the SBDC in New Jersey is putting out there for you that I so highly recommend. Once again, visit the state website, njsbdc.com. So without further ado, I am here with the wonderful Shakira Brown. So Shakira's career started in the network television industry in production in New York City with HBO, VH1, CBS News, ABC News, and MSNBC News, right? So when you look at that, oh my gosh, that alone tells you what a career so far. And I have to say so far, because I know she will continue shattering, you know, her own glass ceiling, those for us as well. So, I mean, Shakira also worked in public relations, but she currently is the chief executive officer of SMB Strategic Media, which is her branding and communications firm, right? And their mission is to help businesses and professionals clarify their message and uncover their true competitive advantage. And if anything, you've taken a course with the SBDC, competitive advantage is key. So once you know your competitive advantage, oh my gosh, you know, you're you're almost there. You know, you know what you need to do and how to get there. But I don't want to keep on talking about Shakira Brown. I want her to talk about herself. Let us know a little bit more about herself. And then as always, we go into some action tips and, you know, what, what are the takeaways that you our audience can walk away with that, you know, can definitely help you today. It's not about waiting until, let me put this into practice down the road, but what is it that you can do today? So I am honored to have with me Shakira Brown. Welcome Shakira to our talk. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, on your, on your show. It's, it's, it's always great to, to be with you because you're always so excited about small business, which is, which is very nice. I mean, people, Uh, underestimate small businesses. And you and I both know how amazing small businesses can be and and the opportunities they have. And uh, this show is a puts a nice spotlight on small business owners. So thank you for for having me on the show and doing this show. And I will go into a little bit more about myself. So yes, I started off in network TV news, then I transitioned. So let me just give you an explanation, just in case there's someone watching who has a child who's interested in a career <laughs> that, like that would this. be ideal. Absolutely. <laughs> um, or they want to shift gears, right? Mm-hmm. So I, w- I got a degree in journalism, right? Mm-hmm. 
that degree to have my TV news career. Before I graduated from Boston University, I did eight internships in print, radio, and television, television, one of them at ABC News Network in New York City for the show Primetime Live with Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer, remember that show, right? Of course. I was like, uh, I think that was the summer after. It was my, no, no, it was my, the summer before uh, senior year, I did the Primetime Live uh, uh, internship. And that was during the major news incident of that year, 1994, OJ. Oh, it was God. during the OJ Bronco chase, all of that. Um, and I actually, you know, one of the, I was, I was an intern, so they had me doing menial things in addition to helping out with some, some good, some legit stuff. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I like to tell the story because it's funny, they said, you know, the, the control room, and that's where kind of like everything is the, the lifeblood of a production. And they said, you know, we, we're going to need something off the fax machine from LAPD. Can you go get it? And when I got it, it was all of everything that OJ wrote. He wrote a suicide letter that day. It was all copies of that. I did make a copy for myself. I still have it. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, what is that? Because it was all unfolding in that moment. So right. I was like, I'm going to make a copy for myself. <laughs> but it was like... <laughs> To be part of a breaking news story like that, that became like a, not even just a national, international story. So um, I went right into TV. I had plenty of experience. No one ever was ever able to tell me I had not enough experience to do television. So I worked in TV for five years. I started at MSNBC. I, wait, I was an NBC page, too, um, for like three months. It's a nine-month program. I only had to do it for three because I got the job at MSNBC. I did not waste any time. <laughs> Because um, MSNBC had just started. I started at MSNBC a month after it, the whole network launched for the first time. That's um, cool. And it, yeah, it's, I, you know, to watch it today and know where, where we started. <laughs> it's sort of, sort of interesting. I still have friends that are there from that time that have been there for 20 something years and now are v- VPs of, of news, you know, people who now I can call favors. Like, oh, could mm. you keep my client on? <laughs> <laughs> How sweet is that? It's always those relationships, you know? Yeah. So journalism background always works with PR back with PR career. So I shifted into public relations because that's if you understand news, then you can speak to the media on behalf of someone else. So that's what I did. And uh, so from there, I worked at a Madison Avenue PR firm in New York City. And then I took that knowledge after two and a half years there. And I started working in, in, in a corporate setting. I launched a PR department at a, at a company that never had PR before. Then I went to another one and revamped and, and re, relaunched a, a PR and marketing department. But all that time, I was getting knowledge in branding and marketing. And because I was working in small environments and also taking some of my production background and using that too. I mean, I can't tell you how much money I saved companies doing corporate videos myself. I would just hire a videographer, someone I worked at, that I worked with at MSNBC and do all these things. So I, I'm saying all this is because none of what I've done has gone to waste. I continue <laughs> to use every skill that I have. I still People marvel at this because I say, I still use things that I learned in college. And they say, really? And like, yeah. And I'll tell them, I said, this is something I learned. I, and Boston University has a very awesome communications program. And I was like, there's things that I'm still learn that I've learned that I'm that that I'm still using over time. So always value, you know, your, your whatever you've done over the years, uh, especially if you're an entrepreneur, because everything that you learn comes into play. And today I'm I focus on national uh, being a national speaker 
Uh, I do small business consulting for the SBDC at the College of New Jersey. And I still, you know, I have my own business, but I do a lot of paid speaking now. That's sort of, that's really where I'm going. Yeah. I'm hoping in the next two years, that will be my main focus. And it's looking good. I've, I've made a lot of traction over the last three years nationally is, doing national speaking engagements. Which is pretty awesome. You know, I love that, you know, value everything that you learn. To me, that's like amazing. You know, when people dismiss stuff I, that they learn. No, and you should and not. You shouldn't. I think everything, whether good, bad, you fail. And to me, failure is never a bad thing. Again, if anyone has ever heard me speak, you know that it's something that I believe in because that helps us grow. But your experiences mm -hmm. and holding on to what you learned before and then applying it into a new environment, I think that's amazing. Like and I said, also keeping not, not burning bridges and oh. keeping. I mean, I, I'm currently. <laughs> I'm I'll burn your bridges. Yeah. I, you know, I mentioned that I, I've, I've hired videographers that I worked with at MSNBC. I just worked with him in December and we when we see each other. It's like, you know, like not, no time has gone by because you may you maintain positive relationships with people. Uh, someone I worked with at my last corporate job, um, he called me and said, my wife is starting a business. I want you to talk to her. I'm now coaching his wife. You know, mm -hmm. I haven't you know, I've only seen him once in the last seven years. But when you have and we, you know, we talk to each other a little bit on LinkedIn, and, but when you maintain a relationship and you also you present your best self to the world at all times, people think of you. That's, I mean, that is so key. So I see this amazing experience background that you have your background alone. It's pretty awesome. And I'm listening to your experiences, but when did you decide that, you know what? Okay, I've done it for all these other organizations and businesses. When did you decide, okay, this is what Shakira Brown is going to do now and create it your own business? So that happen? the part I left out <laughs> is that people would find <laughs> people will find would find out that I was doing public relations, right? And they would say, even when I worked in TV, people would think that I could help also with PR. It was weird. I was not promoting myself as a publicist then, but I was getting referrals. Oh, this person needs help with this, uh, trying to get on this show or trying to get their business uh, in front of the right people. And I started a little consulting business. Um, I, I started the side hustle consulting business somewhere around 2001 or so. Uh, I started working with a gentleman who had his own, uh, I think he was side hustling. I think I was side hustling for a side hustler that I think about it. So I think he had a regular job. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he actually, this is funny. He had his client that I was working on, um, on the side, uh, doing helping with PR was born, uh, uh, just, just born the peeps company. They do the little peeps, the Easter peeps. Yeah. So he had that as a client. And so I was helping him with that on the side while I was working at the Madison Avenue PR firm in New York. And um, that began my little, my little consultancy. And then over time, people would refer me out. And I, again, I didn't even have to hang a shingle. People just started saying, I know someone who can help you. And they would say, Shakira, meet so-and-so. I, I didn't tell anybody I was looking for any business on the side. It would just come to me. Nice. And and, um, you know, I, I sometimes I reflect on that because I, I you know, it, I, I did this a long time without a website. And finally, I put up a website myself, but because I was always getting referrals. And then and then by referral would refer me out to someone else. 
And you know, I started working on uh, as a, as again my little consultancy, uh, <laughs> freelancing, side hustling on the side for another PR firm in Chicago. So my client introduced me to her, and then she put me on her client. And then those and her client liked me so much they hired me to start writing their new e newsletters. They they paid for me to go to their national. It was a national association of black accountants, and they flew me out to to cover their national conference. And this is, I had to take a, I had to take vacation time. I just told my job, I was taking a vacation and I went and I covered the national conference for the National Association of Black Accountants. And I'm telling people this because that's part of it. At some point you do have to prioritize the side hustle so that you could give it a chance to to grow. And, uh, and, and I always say, when the company's ready to get rid of you, they get rid of you. So while you're there, if you have vacation time or you have something you need to do for your for your for your vision, for your dream, you take the time off to do it. And I did that. And uh, that actually led to me getting my next job because I met uh, uh, partners at another uh, firm that wanted to hire me. So just doing that side hustle led to me getting a job. Uh, But that whole time I was running a my little consultancy. I partnered up with a friend of mine. And we started a little branding company. And in 2014, uh, my mom got sick. She was on hospice. I, uh, I, after she passed and I went back to work, uh, my, my boss, who was the VP, I was director of corporate communication. She was working on, my, um, on the brand standards for the company while I was gone. That was a, a project that I was working on doing brand guidelines for the company. Billion dollar company. That's important for you to hear. Billion dollar publicly traded company. And when I got back, she said, um, you know, I've been working on these brand standards and do we really need to tell people what our colors are? And I was like, check, please. I was like, this is that I can't. This is a billion dollar company and the head of communications, the person I report to, asking if we need brand. No, she she didn't think that it was I'm, important I'm just, to have. Okay, just, that took me aback. I'm like, okay, billion dollar company doesn't understand the publicly value. traded international publicly traded, no less national. Okay, go ahead, continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that very same moment, because my office was next to her office, I walked out of her office. I called my friend who I had a side business with at one point, and I said, "I'm done in October. I'm done. Uh, I vest my all my 401k vest. Then I can take, you know, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And my mom left a lot. And but the, really, the story is my mom had left so much on the table because she thought she had more time. I was like, I'm not letting that happen to me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm going to scale my business to be on my own. And I said, I'm scaling my business to be on my own this October. And I right after I made that decision and I told my friend, I told my dad, I told one my coworker who just hired who who just hired me to <laughs> coach his wife, and I was like, I'm leaving. He was like, Don't leave. And I was like, Nope, I'm done. I was like, I've got to do this now. There's no better time. Uh, I, I I'm comfortable. I'm financially ready to do it. Uh, I you know I, I'm not you know I don't have any debt, so I could do this. Uh, it's not going to break the bank for me. And and if if it doesn't work out, I can always get another job. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Fast forward a few weeks, I learned because I was head of corporate communications for the company. Uh, I learned that I'd be uh, was going to be working on a, a secret project with some cons- outside consultants. Now you know what that means. Companies that hire consultants, they're looking for ways to cut back. And of I said course. to my coworker, and I said, this. Mm. <laughs> "Writing mm-hmm. on the wall." I always say, uh-huh. "Yeah, So I said to, wall. "Yep." I said to my coworker, "I said um, that I had confided in." I said, "Wouldn't it be interesting 
if they got rid of my position. And I said, that would set me up the way I need. I could leave. <laughs> with my, they give with, me a severance. <laughs> yep. Eight week severance, insurance, mm-hmm. unemployment. I was like, that's better than what I was planning to do. I was just planning to leave with the money in my pocket. You know what? The universe puts it out there for you. I'm a firm believer, but go ahead. I remember when I got the call that I was having the meeting to discuss it. I was sitting in Charlie Brown's restaurant having lunch and I got the call was like, are you available at 2.30 today? And I was like, yes. And I texted my coworker. I was like, this is it. And he wrote and texted back, no. And I was like, no, it's okay. This is, this is what I need. Uh-huh. This is my golden parachute to execute my plan. And the last part of the story is I remember the HR person sitting in front of me in my office because they came to me, which was nice. I didn't have to go to them. <laughs> the HR person sat in, front of me in my office and the, uh, my, my VP sat in front of me and they're like, you know, you've been working on the Dalton project. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And they were like, you know, you know, uh, while you were out, you know, we promoted your coworker. Um, you guys are now too top heavy. Now that's, that was my boss's fault. She didn't, think that through. And it wasn't like he wasn't deserving. Right. Um, it just, it, it did not look good to have two directors, a VP, and then people who work on like two or three, three people underneath. Just, it was way too top heavy. And I was, the, he had gotten hired before me. So I was the one that had to go. So this is what I was like, okay. I said, so what is my last day? And how many weeks am I getting? And how many weeks have been short? They were like, he's actually handled this quite well. <laughs> And a week I later, she had like the, the HR person came with the tissue box. And I was just like, OK, and so exactly. So when would my unemployment start? I mean, I had all the. <laughs> Again, when an opportunity comes, you, you may never know how it's going to form itself, you know, and mm-hmm. somebody may have gone in with an attitude of saying, oh, my gosh, they're letting me go. But sometimes but I had already decided out. I was leaving. <laughs> Yep. You knew that that's what you wanted. So again, Mm -hmm. the universe putting it out there for you, which is pretty amazing. So with that, um, what did you have to sacrifice to get to where you are today? I mean, you took advantage of an opportunity that was presented Mm -hmm. to you because you were already thinking about it. And now, you know, it helps financially to get a severance pay for eight weeks while you really dive into your own business. You and know, then really unemployment. I'm t- that unemployment, that was, I'm telling you, it was a golden parachute situation. I love that. I wrote that down, golden parachute, <laughs> because I'm like, I love that golden parachute. <laughs> you never know what that is. And I just love- <laughs> Yeah, because most people think of it as like, you know, when you retire out the company and they give you a nice, you know, you have a package because you were there for 30 years. This was my version because I literally was going, I had made plans to leave that October. I was done. So I didn't have, I mean, I didn't have to leave with just the money in my pocket. I left with a golden parachute out of there and I haven't looked back. I haven't had a a month that I was worried how I was going to pay my bills. Number one, because I'm really good at managing my money. I think I'm a hustler and I make sure all business owners, you know, (laughs) personally and business that that's a no, you know, I think it's a no brainer, but I I have to say that often enough that it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you really have to manage your funds if your business is going to succeed. But Mm -hmm. that being said, you know, what were some of the sacrifices that you had to go through in order to get to where you are now? So uh, one of them is sleep. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, When I was, 
as an entrepreneur, I know what, what it is to mm-hmm. work on three hours of sleep. Not good mm-hmm. in any shape. Or but I mean, even when I was running the little side consultancy that I scaled up when I left corporate, mm-hmm. uh, when I was working on that National Association of Black Accountants um, PR mm-hmm. assignment, you know, they, we, had, we did a lot of things like last minute. I would uh, like the, the, the program book for the conference. I used to work on that. That was a monster because they had a lot of corporate sponsors. I mean, I would leave work. I, first of all, I, I always tell people this. I worked on a lot of my side hustle stuff during my work hours. I figured it out. I made it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I did not lose any time from work. Like I didn't lose uh, productivity time for my day job. They they were not the wiser, by the way. They were not the wiser. I never today. Young people, um, the millennials, they tell their employers that they have st- side stuff. I never mentioned it because I felt like it would be used against me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if something, you know, something they didn't think was right. Oh, well, you know, that's because you're so busy doing your blah, whatever it was. So, you know, definitely sleep because I would leave work and then, you know, I would have some, some fire to put out for my clients on the side or working on that conference book sometimes to get it to the printer the next day, working on that till three or 4 AM. And then, you know, even on the phone with the graphic designer at that, in that time in the morning uh, to do that type of stuff. i worked a lot of hours. Uh, you know, and then I worked a lot of hours when I left corporate to scale up my business, uh, to overserve clients and uh, to make sure that, you know, I had happy clients that would refer me out to other people. Uh, those are the things that I did. And you, know, and you become slightly obsessed with being, you know, making it a success. Mm-hmm. So that's why you also spend a lot of time on things because you want it to be successful. So that's that's one thing. Um and, you know, I don't really look at anything else that I did as a sacrifice. It was an investment, really, in my future. Um, you know, whether, you know, I really didn't have to say, <laughs> you know, here's the, and let me just explain why I'm saying it. I didn't really have to sacrifice too much. It's because I started this business while I had a job. That's I was running a side business for almost 10 years. I figured a lot of things out in those 10 before I went off on my own. And, you know, I, when I advise small business owners who still have a job, I tell them this is the best time to get your little business going because you can, you know, there's things that can happen that might not hurt you as bad as if you didn't have that job as a buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it was the sacrifices while I was working and, and really just my time and, and sleep because <laughs> I did. It's true. Um, I did a lot of that. And um yeah, and, and by, by time, meaning that maybe I couldn't go out with my friends when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Maybe it meant that I couldn't stay out as long, at happy hour as long as I wanted to, uh, which is actually the case. It was, I remember <laughs> leaving happy hour. I was like, I got to go. I got side hustle work I got to go do. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I was yeah. still in my, in my 30s. So, you know, uh, there, was, there, was, there were some fun times I had to sacrifice. But other than that, you know, I, again, when, if you're good with money, and you make sure you don't live beyond your means. You don't suffer as much. But if you're someone who has to keep up with the Joneses and you've got to have the best of the best of everything and you, you don't use coupons like I use coupons, you suffer. I used to be a coupon queen. I just don't have time anymore, but I was a coupon queen at one time. But I same love thing. a coupon. You know? I love a coupon. Uh, <laughs> you said something about, you know, you became slightly obsessed. 
And I remember when I had my own business that one of the things I turned into this perfectionist and it took me so long to let go of that because I felt then I didn't see it. Now I felt it was detrimental to my health. Um, so a little, you know, let's go off on that just a little bit, because I love that, that you said, you know, you became slightly obsessed. And that was me making sure that the service and the product that I was delivering, you know, I was quality control. And even when I hired freelancers to do it, I reviewed everything they did. And then if they didn't do it right, oh, my God, guess where we did it? I didn't give it back to them. I was like, forget this. I need to get it out and make sure that it's done right. So I need to do it. I mean, which really impacts you. So a little bit more becoming slightly obsessed. Like, are you still that obsessed or? (laughs) You know, I don't have to obsess as much anymore because I have a, uh, a method and ways to do things now to ensure, uh, if you quality control, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you put a lot of hours in when you first go off on your own because you just want to do everything possible to try to be successful. Uh, you you spend a lot of time uh, speaking to people who who might hire you, and you and wait, let me just say this: not a lot of time, too much time speaking <laughs> to people. Who I, I mean, I used to get on the phone with prospects for like an hour. Now I'm like, I set a timer on my phone. I'm like, okay, 10, like 10 minutes. Like, okay, how can I help you? Okay. I'm like, <laughs> streamlined it. You streamlined it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so for that. You have no idea. I still want to do a lot of help and a lot of reach, but I know that, Hey, I'm one person. I know how far I can go. And, you know, I, I'm happy. I'm blessed. I have a team. I get yes. and I delegate, you know, so, does everyone get to see me? No, because that's not the case anymore. You know, mm-hmm. as more programs have to come in, you know, I have to make sure that those are managed properly. So I can't see all the consultants, like not the consultants, the clients like I used to, mm-hmm. you know, so that happens. But it, it's a, I, I do like that idea that from becoming slightly obsessed, you develop your methods, your methodology on how to run your business for it to be effective. And yet you not have that much of an impact on you like before. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I find that there's just a few questions that I need to ask of a prospect now to figure out whether or not, number one, do they have any money to pay for the services they're looking for? And then two, are they ready for the services they're looking for? Because I get a lot of calls from people who are looking for public relations and they don't have a brand. They don't have a message. That's not PR. That's branding and marketing, which needs to be done first. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, and then if they don't have money for those things, then you're talking to the wrong person because I'm not doing all that work for free. Right. Um, so I have come up with, I have questions that I ask that really, to me, reveals what it is they, that they have to, uh, that they have right now that they're ready to do and what they're not ready to do. And I can tell just by what they say now, whether or not they're ready for me. Um, and if they don't like my suggestion of what they need, because this happened a couple of weeks ago, I had somebody call me uh, looking for, no, he emailed me at like 5 a.m. Uh, he emailed me through my website. And I said, what made you email me at 5 a.m. through my website to look for these services? <laughs> and uh, he had like 10 businesses, Jackie. I kid you not. He had 10 businesses that he was looking to promote. And I was like, and none of them seem to work together, which was also worrisome. Okay. okay? And I said, you need, okay. I said, 
Yeah, I said, you need coaching first. I said, you need to figure out who you are, who you want to be, how you want to be perceived. I was like, I can't publicize all that. I need to take you down a path of figuring out what your focus is. Mm -hmm. He was like, I've been in business for 20 years. I don't need coaching. (laughs) I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And I said, you know what I said to him? I said, well, I'm sure there's someone who you could hire that will give you exactly what you're asking. for." I said, but I don't do that anymore. I was mm-hmm. like, you, you, you come down the path with me uh, and I'll show you the way. I said, but if you think that you know better, then I'm fine with not working with you. Thanks for calling. Yeah. You, know what? Well, you just said something <laughs> which took me back. You said two things that really took me back to when I had my own business. One is that you develop a list of questions to reveal what was the status of your client? And I did the same thing, you know, and this was years ago. We're talking a good probably 20, more than 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? That I said, I can't spend that much time, just like you, trying, you know, and we're not going to get anywhere because A, I can't give you my services for free. And if the mm-hmm. hours that I'm spending with you, I can't spend on a paying client. And mm-hmm. the other thing was figuring out your ideal client, knowing when you could say, you know what? wow, that's amazing what you're doing, but I'm not the right person for you. I learned that too. So to me, those are like huge pieces that as entrepreneurs and as business owners that you need to understand that if you want to reach some level of success. Absolutely. You be everything to everyone and you shouldn't be. And the moment you could come up with a methodology, just like you did, Shakira, and I did in the past, and it was just as simple. I had 10 questions. Mm-hmm. And depending where those 10 questions went, like you, I didn't have a timer set, but I knew how long those questions had to take because I had an agenda I had to meet for the day, my to-do list, you know? So looking at that, and then as I gained clients, I realized that not everyone was a client or that I wanted mm-hmm. as a client. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, as a business owner, I got to choose you. And I learned that from my coach, may he rest in peace, who always told me that he goes, you choose your clients. Don't let your clients choose you. Absolutely. in that, he taught me that, you know, he put them in buckets was his his explanation. You have Mm -hmm. A, B, C, and D clients. D, you're not even going to worry about. B, Mm -hmm. you're trying to make A's. And if C is not moving into B and going into D, they need to go. And that's how, you know, so putting them in those rightful buckets. But that's pretty something. Um, Question here. What mistakes have given you the most significant lessons? And I, like I said, I feel that failure is just part of learning. Absolutely. But I love to hear from our guests, you know, what, you know, which ones, if you have more than one, you know, mistake that you said, wow, in hindsight, I wish I had not done that. I think we all have them. I never, I know that nothing is a straight path to success. I think there's a lot of twists and turns and, you know, may take a step back before you could take 10 steps forward. But for you, what was, what mistakes have given you the most significant lesson? So I'll, I'll give one that I, that I talk, speak with uh, small business clients about a lot is the making mistakes when it won't matter as much. I mentioned earlier that I started my consultancy while I still had a full-time job. And I often encourage others who come to me with a full-time job looking to start a business. This is a great time. Go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Here's an example of when you can make a mistake, learn from it when it won't matter as much. Uh, I was, I mentioned earlier that I have a friend that I had a business with. I had my own consultancy 
Then I started a little company on the a second company <laughs> with a friend because she was a graphic designer and we were doing small business branding. And she brought in a client, uh, someone that she knew from her from her area of New Jersey. And he hired us to help him with his business. Uh, it was an electrical company and he ran it with his brother. And she was in charge of billing, not me, for, this, for that business. Um, I trusted her. We're still best friends. I visit her. She lives in, she's retired in Florida now. We're best friends. Um, she, she trusted him uh, because she knew that was her contact and she knew him from her, her community and had done business with him uh, in the past. And I had gotten the two brothers who owned this electrical company on the cover of Electrical and Construction Magazine. It was a big deal. They had did the uh, electric at a very large um, venue in New Jersey. And we went and the magazine sent the photographer and them. we all went and took pictures at this big venue location. It was a big deal. And that ended up on the cover. It was a cover story about their work on this huge New Jersey project, okay? My friend was a little lax in her billing. She may have been about three months behind on billing but she knew she knew that they would pay us even if she sent the bills late look at your face so I, I <laughs> sorry i know just because i learned a quick lesson on billing but i'm like what three months what yeah that's she's not about even, three months behind. that's not even it's not going in i'm like three months how, how does so i sent thing? over uh a screen you know i sent over the magazine copies to them uh i scanned the cover of course, they were super excited to be on the cover of this magazine. It's the first time they had been on a, in any magazine, let alone a cover of a, a national uh, industry magazine, electrical and construction magazine. And she sent a bill that same month that you know included some of the things that she had not billed for yet. Mm-hmm. And these guys stiffed us on that bill. The same month I, they got that cover story, they were friends of hers, um, and they just decided not to pay us. We had done all the, obviously we had done great work. I got the guys on the cover of a magazine. Wow, wow. And they stiffed us. And the lesson there was, you know, keep up with your billing. You know, I wasn't, again, I wasn't in charge of billing because that was, you know, she, she kind of was running that end of things. It was her client. And she was just really bad at, at billing. And she didn't, again, she didn't think anything of it because she knew them. She thought she knew them. Uh, but, you know, they hadn't really revealed who they were until they decided not to pay our bill. And I say it to make that type of mistake when it doesn't matter is because it wasn't like I needed that money to survive. I still had my job. Uh, so it wasn't, you know, that was just gravy money. That was extra money for me. Yeah. Um, you know, but when you're off on your own and you don't have the, 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 the cover of a job or a paycheck, you know, being stiffed on a th- three months worth of bills is a big deal. So that's a lesson that I learned early on. I was like, never, ever let your billing go that long. I mean, that was pretty bad. I mean, (laughs) what she was thinking. Well, no, I mean, that takes us into our next section, which I'm always asking, you know, what are the three action items that you would recommend and why? But to me, that's number one. And you know why I say that is because you have to be on top of your billing three months in and not built to me, that's unheard of. That's mm-hmm. going to impact your cash flow. I mean, great that you had your, um, your job still. So you had mm-hmm. income coming in, but what if you didn't? And that should right. not even play a role to me. You mm-hmm. know, that's a huge action item. How are you doing with your invoices? How's your accounts payable? 
you know, is everything up to date? Is someone mm-hmm. 30 days late, 60 days late, and you still may be giving them services? Because especially if you haven't built them, that's why my expression was like, what? Are you kidding me? That's an impact on cash flow. No, you need cash to run your business. What are you talking about? So to me, that was like, you know, my head kind of exploded a little bit. I will come down, but <laughs> that will impact your success. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, so let me just say this. Yes. Since I, since I scaled my business full time, I have not had an issue with billing. (laughs) Nobody has stiffed me because I have, I have very good contracts and, (laughs) and I bill on time. You know, I bill. I have to agree with you. Keep up to date. No, I have to agree with you. I mean, working with Shakira and Shakira, it as an amazing favor because during our women entrepreneurs rock again i feel the universe opens up you know when you most need things and you know due to this pandemic we lost our original mc and then it was oh my god what am i going to do this was just days before and this is where you learn to adapt especially in the world that we're living in right now but you come across some individuals and i had heard shakira speak before i was actually on a panel that yeah, that I moderated. Yeah. Yes. And that's where I met Shakira. And even from back then, she made an impression on me, you know, that I was like, wow, she's pretty amazing. I love the way she managed the panel. She was able to guide through all the questions, you know, get information from the panelists. And I, I felt she did an amazing job. So just, I mean, like I said, the first, my take is action item is, you know, Billing and invoicing, staying on top of that. Why critical for, you know, your finances in your business? So what would be two other action items that you would recommend to? Uh, something I say all the time, always be selling. When Look at everything as a business opportunity. What can you get out of that? Is there something that you can sell into uh, while you're at a place? I do it all the time. I'm like, what is what is this? I do it mostly now for my speaking business. I'll go, I'll see, get something in the, in an email. I'm like, what's this? I wonder if they ever hire speakers. <laughs> it's just a curiosity for new business. That's what I'm talking about. Always having that curiosity for new business. Always be selling. Always, and there's, there's, a, there's a way in to sell into a lot of different things. No matter what you offer, you just got to, have the mindset to constantly be looking for it. Love that. So what would be your third action item? Oh, take time at least once a week to strategize and plan. You have to sit down and look at things from uh, where, where you are now and where you want to be and think about how you're going to get to where you're going to be. What are you with? What, what plans are you going to put in place so you can get there? Spend that time mindfully thinking about what you really want and how you're going to get there. I find people, they have big ideas, but they don't set in motion a plan to get them where they want to go. I mentioned that I shifted gears to focus a lot on professional speaking. Uh, I did that in late 2017. And one of the things I did immediately was that I assessed like, okay, you, you want to do this. It's going to take you some time to build up momentum and get your name for yourself. Uh, so I set a goal by age 50 to kind of be a, uh, just a full-time professional speaker. Uh, I have two more years left. Um, and I'm, 
I'm getting referrals. I'm, I have great relationships with national organizations that like me, that, that refer me out. I've gotten, I've never received so many referrals in one month uh, from organizers of, at, at, uh, at national associations uh, as I have gotten this month. Um, and the reason what I did to set the plan in motion to, to reach my goal was I looked at all the things I wanted to do. I said, okay, I want to be a national speaker. I said, I also want to, at some point, I don't know what book I'm going to write, but it's going to be a book. And I said, if I want to write a book, and I, and I, don't, I don't, just don't want to write a book. I want to write a book that is, uh, that is published by a major publisher. I'm gonna, I want to get a book deal. I said, I've done a lot of great things. I think I could get a book deal. And I, so I looked at you know, what I needed to do. And so a couple of things. That summer, it was summer 2017, I decided I wanted to be a professional speaker. I said, okay, I need to put up a new website because uh, I've owned ShakiraBrown.com for years. Um, so I, I said, I need to now put that as my, I mean, create a speaker site for myself. Uh, and I do all my own website development. So I was like, okay, I, I'm going to create that website. I said, but I need new pictures. And I had met, was it earlier that year? I think I had met someone from New Jersey at a national conference that I attended. And this person asked me to speak at her event. And I said, I'm going to hire a professional photographer to follow me around at that event. And so I could have pictures for this new website. So I hired somebody. And remember, I said the word hire because a lot of people don't like to spend money. When it comes to me planning and strategizing, if I have to spend money so I could get to where I need to be, I, I put a budget towards it. I put a budget towards it, got a, got a photographer who agreed to, to, to meet me at this location and literally followed me around and took the picture that I used for the last three years as my main photo. I mean, it's the, the, one of the best photos I've ever taken. And it was at like at a hotel because that's where the event was. And I got all these pictures of me speaking. And that's what I used to build my speaker platform. Um, that same summer, that same moment of when I decided to do all this, I looked at uh, I said, okay, I want to write a book. I need to figure out what do you have to do to get published by a major publisher? What do I have to do to get a book deal? I said, let me figure out what event I need to attend. I went onto the website, but a few weeks from that time was the Writer's Digest, uh, Writer's Digest, was it Writer's Digest? Yeah, Writer's Digest Conference in New York City. So I, I immediately paid 800 bucks, booked a hotel room for two nights in New York because I was like, I'm not, I'm not traveling from Central Jersey two days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I'm a New Yorker and I feel you. <laughs> I'm it's too tiring. It's too tiring. And I need, cause I want it to be, I want it to be fresh for the conference. Like I wanted to enjoy the conference. And if I had to travel between New York and New Jersey for two days, that would have taken away from it. So I spent that money and this is all within like a few weeks time, but that's strategizing and planning. I figured out what are the, some of the things that I need to put in place to get myself going. To, to kind of reach my goals, to get the information that I need to help reach some of my goals. And, you know, I, I, if, if I can do something myself, I do it. If I can't, I am very happy to hire someone to do it for me yeah. um, and, and, and feel good about it and then happy that I did it because, I mean, I was just looking at some of the pictures um, that I've hired photographers over the last couple of years to follow me around locally. Um, and I was like, I'm so glad I, I did this. I said, because I, I, these pictures are evergreen. I can use them all the time. Although, I've, look, I've lost 20 pounds since a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I lost 20 pounds during the pandemic. So some of my pictures, I'm slightly more bloated. You lost them, I gained them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Mm. But, 
I don't care. The pictures are still relevant. I get that dress. When I hired a photographer to take pictures, I was amazed at how wonderful they came out mm-hmm. and how I was able to use them. So I and great that, you see my pictures, the hair color is not the same. Yeah. yeah. So it's time for your new shoot, your new photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> I said, yeah, now with the new color hair. And I'm sorry, someone is listening to my dog barking in the background. I'm hoping it did You know not- what? I heard it, but I'm so used to people's uh, pets barking. I'm I didn't, it's sorry. kind of bothering me. Oh, Podcast, but this is what happens when you're doing a show from your home and pandemic. (laughs) Usually, I love being in a shared universe studio. studio. They have a couple of areas, they open one kind of closer to me at Bell Works, which is pretty amazing. Haven't visited yet, but I plan to. Uh, But you know, their their place in Eatontown, they have these amazing rooms, and usually, I love being at their table. So always kudos to a shared universe, um, especially their podcast studios. They're just amazing. So as we're starting to wrap it up, I do want to just go do a recheck on those three action items, which I actually came up with four. So I called it a bonus action item because I know the invoice one really just came out of mistakes, but I feel that that was critical and it's an action item. Stay on top of your invoicing. Mm -hmm. I cannot stress that enough. It's going to have an impact on your cash flow, on your Mm -hmm. business's ability to function. And you know, it ties up to what you said at the end, you need to budget for the things that you want to do, right? That's one. The second, always be selling. Isn't that amazing? I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I had my business, it didn't matter where I was. I was listening, selling. I could be at a soccer game. And I may have mentioned that before. Exactly. You never know what parents are doing what, but they knew about my business, the school, mm-hmm. the neighborhood, the everybody knew about my business and you know why I was there and what I was trying to achieve. And then taking the time to strategize and plan to meet your goals. But it's not just about doing it, but on a weekly basis to me. That is something. I don't know how many people actually take the time out and say, you know what? I believe put it into your schedule. If anything I've learned is, yes, I rely on my schedule. If it's not on my schedule, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. So even on a personal level, it contains everything that I need to achieve and accomplish. So put that time in there, strategize, Mm -hmm. give yourself Mm -hmm. that time either by yourself or with your team to come up with, you know, your plan. How is it that you're going to achieve that goal, right? What are your objectives and how are you going to get them? And then to me, the bonus action item was outsource when you can't do it yourself. If it's necessary, needs to get done. You know, this is not your forte. I'll tell right? Absolutely. I'm so, I'm like, yes, I, I love these action items because again, you could take these with you. You could put them out there and this is immediately. You know, figure out what's going on financially in your business. You know, what your next meeting, whether it's virtual or in person, take it as an opportunity. You know, sell yourself, see what opportunity is there. Absolutely. And if we've learned anything during this pandemic, it's about pivoting, you know, and saying, okay, this is a service that if I tweak a little, I can also sell to this market. Why not? Right. Exactly. And then with planning. So with that, we're getting to our did you know section because we're wrapping it up. And I am so eternally grateful for Shakira. Like I said, um, 
Meeting Shakira was amazing. Having her on our Women Entrepreneur Rock was over the top. And I do highly recommend that you take the opportunity to get onto the platform, Women Entrepreneurs Rock. And to receive that information, I recommend you go onto our website, mosbdc.com. In the little search bar, put Women Entrepreneurs Rock 7. And it's going to give you all the information, all our participants, both from the initial Women Entrepreneurs Rock and then the finale of the series. And in between, we actually had some webinars as well. There's a slight fee for getting on, but it's only $10. And the information that you're going to receive is amazing. The panelists were off the charts. We even had the First Lady of New Jersey be our guest speaker. We had our County Commissioner, Lillian Burry, was also a keynote speaker. So Again, and the platform, you can visit it as much as you want for those $10, but it's only available until November of 2021. So do take advantage of that. Also, as a bonus to the Did You Know section is, we were able to get Shakira to come in and do a digital marketing series for us. That's starting next week. So if you're listening to this video, um, oh, podcast, rather, I call it a video, but it's a podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, I highly recommend visit our mosbdc.com website, look at our calendar, and it's a digital marketing series. And there are five parts to the series. So I do highly recommend try to take advantage of it. It's going to go by quickly before you know it. But the information is so valuable that Shakira is going to be sharing like she did during our podcast. Lots of good yeah. tips. Lots of good tips. Putting it out there for you guys. And I'm telling you, go on you know, definitely access the information that's available on our website. And then as well as our state website, they have a New Jersey Thrive program going on, where again, the information that you could obtain in the counseling, that's the beauty of the SBDC, is our no-cost counseling to you. While there may be here and there slight fees on our events, they're usually nominal, so it's not expensive, but we are known for our confidential no-cost counseling. All you have to do is visit one of our websites, sign up where it says free counseling, and someone will give you a call and we'll see how best we can assist you. So with that, we are wrapping it up. Shakira, to you, thank you. I am always grateful for you. I honor you in everything that you do. I mean, you are truly amazing and an inspiration. And thank you for offering such wonderful tips to those that are listening in our podcast. So with that, time is coming up where we're on our hour. So everyone, thank you for joining us. And again, stay tuned. More podcasts to come on our Talk of Success with the NJSBDC at Brookdale Community College. With that, be safe, be well. Again, practice safe distancing, wear your mask and wash your hands. And together we are definitely beating this pandemic. So with that, take care all, be safe and thank you for joining us.